Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Growing Band Director Podcast. My name is Kyle Smith, and joining me is my friend and colleague, Jeff Smith. Our mission is to share practical advice and explore topics that will help every band director, no matter your experience level, as well as music education students who are working to join us in the coming years. Together, we will discuss many aspects of a well-rounded band program, but most importantly, we will discuss concepts that help us all improve our own programs each and every day. Always remember the famous quote by Ray Kroc, when you're green, you're growing, and when you're right, you rot. Let's get started. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Growing Band Record Podcast. This is episode 57 with John McAllister of johnmcallistermusic.com. And if you haven't checked out episode 56, you totally should, because uh, we sort of gave you a lot of information on John's site and all the resources to make all the things that you do in your band classroom so much more fun by using John's uh, YouTube channel and site. So um, I'd like to get into next, John, the question I had for you was, what do you find is the most popular from your resources that, that band directors just love? Um, I would say the uh, the cinematic resources are probably the most, um, just because they're different. I, I I don't. There's not a whole lot of other things out there quite like them, and uh, I purposely try to make them as engaging as possible for young players, so that you can use it in the classroom. But then hopefully they'll take their instruments home, plug it in on YouTube, and use them at home. The idea has always been. How do we get kids to, you know, practice the fundamentals more and make it more exciting to practice the fundamentals? So probably the cinematic resources. Well, you've succeeded. It's awesome. So, so we've mentioned on your website you have compositions, uh, quintets, and duets, and working on trios that are adaptable for any instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, you have some arrangements of marching band music. You t- told us about marching band warm-ups at first. That's kind mm-hmm. of how you got into all some of this. Can you tell us a little bit about your marching band music side of things? Uh, so I, um, as a as a budding arranger, I mean, a while ago at this point, I I wanted to write music, and and there's a huge demand for marching band music all the time. So I've I, when I graduated from college, I started writing marching band shows for my friends and colleagues, and um, and I also from the warm up side, I I, I've worked with the marching band all the way through. So I was. Uh, except for my first year teaching, I, I wrote the marching band warmups that we played every year. And I basically would tweak them every year to the ensemble that I had. And once I'd learn a new concept, come up with something new, uh, and try a new way of doing something. If something didn't work, I'd toss it out. Um, I even did one that was a warmups at two different levels because there was a couple of years where I had a wide disparity of, of playing ability. Mm-hmm. So there was literally here's my grade six players playing these to warm up and here's my, you know, we're still playing grade three music. Uh, so I did it to where it fits together, but we're warming up basically at two different levels. Uh, and, and as far as uh, composing and arranging, I've just, I've done that uh, for a while. Uh, I have more and more people coming to me for sound design things for marching mm-hmm. band because, because of my cinematic co- composing stuff, it's all the same. I can, I can turn a marching band field into a movie screen if I need to with all of the plugins that I've acquired over the years and things like that. So that's that's essentially what I do with the marching band. I, I wouldn't say that I'm like one of those high level BOA composers, arrangers. Yep. Um it's a different world for me, but I I definitely have arranged at least one show for the past 15 years. Mm-hmm. 
So as I was noticing, you talk about that story a little bit. You take what's a, a strength and skill set of yours and a need of your students. And that's how all of this was created. You were just, you wanted to find a solution for something and, and, and you followed it. So if people listening can do that in there with their own skill set, this world would be, be, be a much better place. Absolutely. And, I, and if noticed, you can share it with others. Yes. Share, share, share. I've noticed more recently, there's more instrument specific rather than the full band warm up. You know, I think we mentioned in the last episode a little bit like mm -hmm. the flute. So can you talk a little bit more about those instrument specific pedagogy videos? Okay. So this is one of my, one of my biggest things that I always planned on getting to. And now that I have a little more time to, to work on these, that's why those, those videos are starting to appear a little bit more is where right now, John McAllister music is very much geared towards band directors. The next level of it is, is not just band directors. It's also individual musicians is that it's going to be a place where it already is, but it's going to be more engaging for you to just send your students, go click on flute and ready to go. Yep. And there will be warmups and videos and resources uh, for all levels is if I need to warm up for 15 minutes, here's a video for a beginner flute player. Here's an intermediate flute player. Here's an advanced flute player, whatever. Um, and a lot of it's going to start as just the individual lines to some of the warm-up series that I already have because it's already written and I can just make a video for that. But, but all they see is flute music or saxophone music or whatever it is. Um, then I'll um, adding in the scales, especially for the younger players, uh, resources to practice the scales. Uh, and then for the older players, I'll probably be like doing more complicated patterns that already has the metronome and things built in. And maybe, maybe you forgot to practice for your scale test and you need to have it memorized. So I plan on doing a series of videos that uh, take you through the scale uh, but help you memorize it by doing what you should do on your own. But as long as you just play straight through the video, it takes you through the amount of steps piece by piece, chunk by chunk of learning and then memorizing and mastering the scale. It'll probably be like a 30 minute video, but by the end of it, you might know your B major scale. So it's, it's brilliant. I was, I was looking at a video, not a video, a PDF from your site last night. Um, and I thought of this now, cause I'm, I'm here with Jeff. Jeff's a fine clarinet player. And Jeff, this, this, one of these PDFs I was looking at of the clarinet pedagogy section, you could be using in lessons with kids, you know, it was just simple exercises, but it would, I think you focused on the note, excuse me, bottom space F to G. And every time you move to the G, you, it says add the right hand, right? So yeah. it has, and then the, it slowly gets harder and harder, but they're practicing doing it the right way. Yes. Uh, the crush your scales, I think is what the one, is that what you're looking at? Yep. I built those uh, when I was teaching middle school and uh, I wanted a self-paced minimal guidance from myself that they could learn their scales for uh, what we call it region man, which is like district auditions. Um, and, uh, and everybody's is different. The ranges are different. So I created those so that I could give it to my students, especially the motivated students is like, if you play through this whole packet, you'll know all of the requirements for these scales and you'll be ready to audition. And I can go through more formally and I can pass you off on each one of them, make sure you do it. So they're very much a pass off oriented, not, not so much working on the tone and the, um, and that side of the horn, but really just what are my fingers doing? And yes, put that right hand down. You were teaching when you started doing this, right? Yes. So where did you find all the time to put in to getting this done? 
I have no idea. Just worked hard. <laughs> I really don't. I yeah. I think I just and I I'm I'm a workaholic. I guess. Right. Um, and uh, I I really don't know. I just I just did it. I and it took. I mean, it took me a long time to come up with the amount of things and. A lot of it was I wanted my students to be successful, and and we didn't always have the money for the resources to do that. Um, the uh, symphonic warm-ups on on my website, I, yeah, they're called the symphonic warm-ups. That was my first superior. I I wrote those warm-ups, and uh, I it was what those kids needed, and and they got us that. And so I like to say, you know, that's. A lot of reason why I did it. it was for my own student success. And then here, let me give it to other people. Maybe you can find success with your students. Well, thank you because they are awesome. They will engage children. Awesome. Um, I'm glad to hear that. John, do you find when you're asked that question and you had like, okay, I have to spend time at night working on whatever, um, that sometimes it doesn't feel like work. Like if you really enjoy either the computer program you're working on, or for me, it's Sibelius or whatever, like I could be watching TV or doing this, it kind of feels like the same thing sometimes. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I love creating. I mean, it's it's my outlet. I, um, I would have probably been a visual artist if I had not joined band in sixth grade because I was doing art until I joined band, and then I had to kind of like, okay, which one am I really going to do? Um, so it's a creative outlet for me. It's I, I just I enjoy it. It's sometimes especially when I have a deadline, it becomes work, but, uh, it, otherwise it's just, it's fun. And I like, I walk in on Monday morning, Hey kids, I've got a new set of warmups. And they're like, uh, but, but I'm excited because, <laughs> uh, uh, like it's, it's just, it's so much fun to, uh, to do and, and create. And it's, it's, it's sometimes it's warmups, but it's composing for me. And I love composing. I love writing music. John, who, who were your band directors? Uh, my band director uh, all the way through, or uh, I guess my high school band director was a guy named George Winger. Um, he uh, taught in Tennessee for a while and he came down to South Carolina and um, he was a great guy. He was very mo huge motivator. I think he probably goes down as in history as having the largest band in South Carolina before I was there, but I think he had over 350 people in the band one year. So it was wow. a massive marching band um, and they played Mars. So it was the loudest thing ever. Um, and then, uh, then in college, I, I went to Furman university and I picked that university because of the people I wanted to learn from. I, um, Les Hicken was the band director at the time and I was playing in a youth orchestra with him and Jay Bocook, as a lot of people are going to know the name Jay Bocook, um, he was uh, the athletic band director and and uh, worked with everything band at the university. And then Mark Britt, I studied trombone with them. And I was already involved with all of them before I went to college. And I went there because I wanted to learn from them. And they were phenomenal educators. And I just learned so much. Jay Bocook very graciously taught me a lot about uh, arranging and, and putting things together and, and things that sound good. And when I was starting to learn how to arrange and whatnot, I, I could take the stuff over there and he's like, do this, don't do that, that kind of stuff, making an ensemble sound good. So who, who was your middle school teacher? I had, um, three different middle school teachers, mm -hmm. um, because, uh, it was just kind of, uh, I, like I had, um, uh, 
a woman named Allison Drooley and a woman named Beverly Massengill and then a guy named uh, Frank Watson. Uh, Frank Watson is a local. Uh, the other two are not around Spartanburg anymore, but um, Frank Watson is actually one of the ones that I plan on doing an infant study with in grad school because um, he's a woodwind specialist. He's a bassoonist, but can play all of them. So we're going to sit down and do a deep dive into some uh, some methods and that kind of thing. Well, the reason I'm I'm asking is, you know, like, as, as teachers, we all have these kids in our band, and you mentioned you as a sixth grader, right? Now, imagine if mm -hmm. everybody can imagine if they're a middle school teacher, yeah. they have John McAllister as their sixth grade trombone player, right? Like you were probably doing all the sixth grade things that every sixth grader will do, and that it's really easy for us to forget that we have some of these kids in our programs who are going to go on and do great things, either in music or in other things. Now, you probably didn't have a sign over your head that said, I will now, you know, improve music education through all the work that I do when I'm 40 years old. Right. Um, but we have all these kids who are going to be doctors and lawyers and great musicians and, and help people throughout. And I, I'm just fascinated when I see someone who's doing so much for people like you are, but at one point you were somebody's trombone player who probably threw a spitball spitball, you know, like <laughs> that's just fascinating to me. So yeah. I, I just hope as teachers, we can occasionally take the time to think that these kids are going to grow into something. And that sometimes makes it a little bit more worth it. Absolutely. I, I don't think anybody in middle school would have done. I, I, I practiced. I wanted to make region band. I wanted it to be good. But I I don't know that anybody would have known that this was what I was going to end up doing. I mean, I almost quit band in, in high school. George Winger kept me from quitting band because I got angry about something stupid. And thank goodness he, he kept me from not being <laughs> – he kept me going. So. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about your YouTube channel. I think we all have something like that. Yeah, yeah. We've 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 talked about your YouTube channel. Well, I guess before we go to that, I guess it's important for us to be thankful for the mentors that we've had, right? We we've all had a number of mentors Absolutely. along the way that have kind of kicked our butt in some way, and I think the best mentors really gave us what we individually needed at the time. Um, so it's I think it's important for people to reach out to their mentors and thank them. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's also good to go back to our middle school mentors and sometimes thank them for what they did for us because sometimes they lose track or, oh, I taught you in sixth grade. I haven't seen you in a decade, a decade and a half. And sometimes it's just good to go back and say thank you. And it, it lifts their heart a little bit to know that what they, the seed they planted developed into such a fabulous program such as yours, John. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I try to make it make myself as gracious as possible to the people who gave me the opportunities that they have. Yeah. And and I think we all, well, I hopefully would all understand that middle school band directors run the world, right? I mean, if you have a great middle school band director, more than half of your job is already done, right? So Absolutely. Be, I think a lot of us who teach at the high school level tend to think only about high school. But we have to remember, we are just a continuation of a process that started before you. And if you can really thank those middle school band directors, because some of them don't feel as appreciated as they should be. And I think it's important that we, oh, yeah. that we recognize that. And if I, could add, if I could add one thing, I think that college band directors and go down to the high schools and the middle schools and recognize what the future, what these band directors, choral directors, orchestra directors are doing, and that will promote their program at their given university. And 
will also show acknowledgement of what's going on. It's like Jay Bocook is all over the place. If it weren't for Jay Bocook, when I was teaching high school band, um, a lot of things that I wanted to do musically would never have gotten done, but he helped me tremendously. And he'd never met me in person, but on a telephone, online, just was a fabulous resource. And there's a man who goes out and spends all summer with kids, all summer working with them at different drum corps. Absolutely. So, John, what on your website, um, is there anything we haven't talked about that you're excited about that you'd like people to to, to know about? Um, one one thing that I'm 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 doing that I this it spends a lot of I spend a lot of time on. I, I don't know if people use it. I, I honestly I don't have a lot of feedback on it, but I, I do write some of the cinematic accompaniments for actual pieces that I've composed that um, especially the younger level that people can play along with that and they can send their students home to practice along with that. I have a lot of fun doing that. Um, uh, I don't know sometimes because I don't, I don't like promote it or anything. So people don't necessarily know that it's there, but there are some of the pieces that have those um, trying to think. I mean, we, we've, we've kind of hit most of everything yeah. uh, that, is is pretty prominent on there um i do i have another way of asking um, it sure if you'd like so say driving in the car right now is a first a second or third year band director and they're like wow some of this stuff sounds great so when if you were in their shoes and you could give them a prescription like here is you should do this this and this should they use stuff from their site what what should they do uh, if they are, uh, you said middle school band director. Sure, let's go middle school. Yeah, we'll start. We'll start with middle school. Uh, I would say, go straight to the foundation warm ups and start there. If you if you click on the warm ups tab, and you start, uh, just basically working your way up through those and use them in class. Maybe play them first. Hand them out to the kids. Don't necessarily tell them what they're all about, and uh, and then surprise them with, oh, by the way, we can play this with a cinematic recording when you want to kind of blow their minds and then and then work your way through um each of those types of things um and work your way up the levels of it so uh, i would say that's probably the best thing but also take a look over at the adaptable um the adaptable music that's probably the probably one of the biggest things that i hope people learn about because i um it is most of it's for sale but I sell it for quintet prices. So you can buy a piece that you could use for any small ensemble or full band for like five bucks. Yeah. So um, going over there and using those resources to help develop musicality and musical skills and, and getting them excited about being able to learn and play music. Cause I have music on there for, for all levels from literally the very beginning, all the way up to definitely high school level ensembles in that. So what should high school teachers who have never never used your music and are intrigued, what should they use? Um, high school, uh, if they use some of the warm-up stuff, definitely go for some of the later series in the warm-ups. Um, the, uh, some of the, the fundamentals and the scales and technique is definitely more geared towards the high school level. Um, I, uh, th there's not a whole lot of music, uh, and there's some. But most of my music that I've composed is for the younger levels at this point. That'll that'll change over the coming years. But uh, adaptable uh, resources as well for the high school, because when I do some of these classical tunes, they're 
as close to a transcription as I can get. So some of those are going to be more difficult. And the idea behind that is, is chamber music, is get, get your students involved in chamber music. You can play it as a full ensemble and then say, go play music with your friends. And that's that's probably the, the best high school resource that I have on there is all of the adaptable quintets, um, because even some of them are easier. They're as difficult as you make them and they don't have to be hard for you technically to make music out of it. A lot of them are folk songs and things like that. Go make some music and have fun. Play I, gig. I think people need to play easier music in general. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you play, quote unquote, easier music, you get to play music better. I Absolutely. Think we, we get caught in this, like, how hard can we play? But can you play something easier really well is a really valuable yes. lesson. Absolutely. And, and you know, the music doesn't has, have to be hard to be good. There's no mm -hmm. there's not a correlation there is that, you know, because uh, a lot of those tunes that they're they're from the classical greats that that we're still playing their music 200 years later. So there's something inherently good there, but they're not particularly difficult. Some of them. Can you talk a little bit about your jazz section? Uh, yeah, there's there's not a lot on the jazz section. Uh, that's something that I really need to develop. Um, I, I just have a few little resources here and there that I've kind of come up with over the um, over the years. Uh, there are, if you dig through my YouTube, there are some improv um, some improv tracks. Uh, I I don't have the best resources to create great sounding jazz accompaniment for play alongs, but I do to make it lo-fi, which is apparently a thing that kids are into these days. So these like lo-fi play alongs that are swing and they are, you know, they're using all the jazz chords, the similar things you do that they just have kind of a different feel to it. And so I started making, uh, especially during, um, uh, when, uh, during COVID, when we were all separated and whatnot, I was creating a lot of those things so that, um, students could practice improv, especially the lo-fi because they like that. So it's, it's kind of a fun way to, to practice that. So there are definitely some, some of those resources. Um, I think if you go in the cinematic series tab and there's, uh, towards the bottom of that, you can find some of the, um, uh, improvisation resources, which is, kind of jazz and the jazz section really just has some like some charts for like circle of fourths and some major scales type practice you know that when you're learning how to improvise that kind of thing mm -hmm. somebody else who used the phrase circle of fourths i always use circle of fourths and everybody says it's circle of fifths and i get the difference and all that but like i'm just glad to hear you say circle of fourths well um, i i you know the strings people and in theory class it's the circle of fifths but right. you know in band when we're teaching them the order of flats, yeah. it's yeah, the but, circle of yeah, fourths. Yeah, but to me, like C to F is a fourth. They'll say, yeah, but if you yeah. go down, it's a fifth. Well, I know, but oh, yeah. any, anyways. Um, okay, so as we as we start wrapping up, <laughs> um, I, I wrote down here, um, I'm wondering, do you have any common traits that you've seen in band programs? Just this is outside of sort of your work, but in general, some things you see in, in quality programs, it, their teachers or how their programs are set up or anything. Uh, I think the 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 pro the quality program the fundamentals packages and just having a firm foundation and and what the fundamental what the students should be doing fundamentally um, and they're engaged in it uh, the one of the biggest indicators and this is you know the the eternal challenge for us is is students that practice is I think directors would be smart to spend as much time as they can can figuring out how to engage their students enough to where they practice their instruments and sometimes a lot it's uh i don't know that 
that's, that's kind of the trick is like the kids that practice are, are successful is if you spend that extra time on your horn and you have a good fundamentals package, then the rest of it, it happens. I see a lot of, a lot of times directors will spend too much time working on the content itself and not enough on what drives the content. Cause if one of my things when I, especially when I taught middle school was we, we would spend, you know, 75% of the class sometimes on fundamentals. And then I was like, all right, we're, we're going to read this piece. And we'd read straight through it. And it would sound good because they made great sounds on their instruments. They could sight read anything because we, we, we did that. And, and I used my personality to make fundamentals fun, but um, whatever you can to make fundamentals enjoyable and, you know, the basics. Great. And so I think that's an important, important characteristic because some band directors feel that they have to do repertoire all the time during band rehearsal but if you've got a, a methodology of making fundamentals fun then kids don't look at it from the same perspective they look at okay this is important oh yeah and by the way we're going to play a piece too absolutely it's great it's just great do you have any any final advice for band directors um who final advice be passionate about, I mean, I probably don't have to say that, but you know, kids, kids get in into band directors and, and what we're doing because, because we love making music and, and be passionate about it and seek out the resources. You know, my, my website is, is a multitude of resources to just use, um, find things that, that engage students and, and help them to make music. My, uh, my goal in, in life, I guess, is, is is to be an advocate for students and and just people playing instruments and and being good at it and enjoying it. And we as band directors are facilitators for that. And how can we transfer that passion that made us want to teach into these students that make them want to play? Awesome. Thanks very much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank oh, you. absolutely. It was, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. All right, and think everybody... about making that advanced background into one of those warm-ups. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll get on that. Yeah. So, and if, sure. So if anybody, well, thank you very much. And anybody who's listening to the episode, if you haven't uh, gone back, check out episode fifty-six as well, where we did a lot of stuff with John. Um, take the time to go back and do that, as well as any other past episodes you may want to check out of the Growing Band Director, because we do have a lot of stuff on there. Um, and then also make sure you're spending some time on John's website when you're able to spend the time on that. You know, check it out, print stuff off. Um, is there a way for them to contact you, John, on that website? Yes, on the website. If you just if you just click on the contact portion on my website, send me a note uh, about anything, whatever. If you're having trouble uh, with something, or you have a question about something, or you have an idea, just send it my way, and we'll we'll chat. That's great. Well, everybody, be well. Thanks for your time. We sincerely appreciate you taking your valuable time and listening to the Growing Band Director podcast. Your students are very lucky to have a band director like you. If you have any suggestions for episode topics or think you have an area of expertise to share on a show with us, please reach out. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your band director friends to subscribe as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our YouTube channel, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Growing Band Director. See you next week.